Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Go Forth and Golf. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. I have another fantastic episode for you today. We're going to talk about how to maintain consistency. That's a question I get a lot from students, especially new students, when I'm asking them about what they want to work on, what can they improve, what troubles their golf game, and probably the number one answer would be consistency. So I'm going to talk to you about that and how do you maintain it, how to, number one, develop consistency, and then how do you maintain that. And then I'm going to give you some tips on course management. How can you become better at course management, moving that golf ball around that golf course a little bit better with a little more strategic thought, And I can almost promise you that learning how to manage your game around the golf course better is going to ultimately lower your scores for sure. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 25. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. This podcast episode is brought to you by Stretch Lab on Augusta Road, Greenville's best assisted stretching studio. Experience how a full-body, one-on-one assisted stretch can help you increase your range of motion and flexibility alleviate those muscle pains, improve performance and posture, and release that unwanted stress. Best of all, it's going to help you improve your golf swing. Get started by booking your 50-minute intro stretch for only $49. It's a terrific deal. Stretch Lab will transform your life through a dedicated and highly customized stretching routine. Their team of certified flexologists will take you through the Stretch Lab experience that's like no other. Give them a call at 864-808-3125 to set up your appointment and visit their website at stretchlab.com. Begin your journey with Stretch Lab and start becoming more flexible, healthier, and feeling so much better. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about improving consistency. I know that seems kind of broad, kind of generic. Consistency in what? Is it putting, chipping, approach shots, drive? Really everything. Just becoming a more consistent player overall. And I'm going to give you tips on how to become more consistent. As I mentioned in the opening segment of the podcast, I ask a lot of new students, what is something you want to improve? What can we tackle today? What can we do to improve your golf game? And one of the most popular answers I get to that question is, I just want to be more consistent. And so I dive a little deeper. Okay, consistent in ball striking, consistent in direction. And the answer I usually get is, well, all the above. So today I'm going to talk about how do we just improve our consistency in our overall golf game. And a lot of these tips I'm going to give you, you're going to find very helpful in being more consistent, whether it's with your eyes, whether it's with your woods, whether it's with your short game, or whether it's with how consistent you shoot your scores. There's nothing more frustrating about this game than to go out there and play, and then one day we shoot 100, next day we shoot an 85, and it's like, okay, what happened? Why can't I do this all the time in terms of the good scores? Why does the bad scores creep in here? And so we're left scratching our head wondering, okay, what do I do? How do I make these higher scores go away and enjoy this game a lot more because I can just maintain that consistency? I can keep that range around mid 80s or maybe sometimes I go into the low 90s but for the most part around low 80s or mid 80s you don't have these higher scores you're not jumping all over the spectrum basically with these high and lower scores so here we take some notes on how to be more consistent in your golf game 
Okay, the first thing I want you to really focus on when it comes to being more consistent in your golf game is having a consistent setup position. Whether it's with your irons, whether it's with your driver, whether it's with your putter, make sure your setup position is very consistent and your posture is good because this is going to help you have more solid contact. I know posture with a putting position may seem a little odd. It's like, okay, well, what does posture have to do with putting? We're just kind of swinging my arms and my shoulders. But something that's important with putting is making sure your eye position is where it needs to be, making sure you're not slumping with your shoulders or you're hunched over too much, causing the hands and wrists to get involved. So having a setup routine that you can repeat time and time again with every club in your bag is going to be a huge key to success with becoming more consistent with your ball striking. Not only does it matter with how you're setting up to it in terms of your posture, but also how you're gripping the golf club. If you're gripping the club different from one club to the next, it's going to be really difficult to maintain that consistency that I'm talking about. Ball position is another thing. Alignment is another. You've heard me talk about alignment in a past episode. All these things are important. And also going back to something I've mentioned in a past podcast, that's something that a lot of these touring professionals are working on on a daily basis. When you see them out on the range warming up, they may be working on something as simple as being more consistent with their setup positions, with their posture, with their ball position, with their alignment, with their grip, or their routine before each golf shot. Having a set routine like this is going to help you get set up well for all of your clubs, and it's going to drastically improve how consistent you are not only with your ball direction, but also with your ball contact. The next point I want to give you on how to maintain consistency is consistently squaring your club face and properly rotating your club face. Having a square club face at impact can lead to a very high consistency level when it comes to your contact. It goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. I asked the question, what are you inconsistent with? And one of those answers is ball direction. And that has a lot to do with the club face angle. Is it closed or is it shut? Most of the time, you're going to see it be open, causing a slice, for, again, for most golfers. As a golf instructor, when I suggest changing someone's grip position, a lot of times it can be earth shattering. It's like, oh, no, no, no. What are you doing? Don't move my hands on this club because it feels really weird right now. And there's no way I can hit the golf ball. I know it's uncomfortable, but... Any good golf instructor is going to look at that first and make sure that your grip is correct. Make sure you're holding that club correctly. As I mentioned in the podcast, was it's the heartbeat of the golf swing. It's what starts everything. So if you're not holding it correctly, then you may have a really difficult time properly rotating that club face and squaring that golf club to the golf ball so that it's not shut or open. Now, of course, it's totally different if you're trying to draw or you're trying to fade the golf ball. Of course, certainly you do want to have an open or a closed club face in that situation, but I cannot stress the importance of just being consistent with how you properly rotate your club face. And that comes down to not only grip position, but also how you rotate that with your hands and with your arms. So to maintain more consistency in your golf game, you've got to learn how to properly control that club face at impact. And that's when you come to me for a golf lesson, I will show you how to do that, how to position your hands properly, how to properly rotate that club face and be consistent with that in order to give you those results that you're looking for. All right, this next one I think is really important. I focus on this so very much in a golf lesson and that's balance. Not able to get to a finished position and hold it. I can't tell you how many times over the years I've seen golfers not be able to get to a finished position and hold it for a very long period of time and 
not being able to do that will drastically affect how consistent you are with your shots. The thing I teach is I want you to hold your finish position for at least five seconds or until the ball lands. If you're off balance at the end of your golf swing, it's probably a really good sign that you're not going to be balanced during the swing as well. If you've taken lessons from me, you know that four things that I really emphasize on a finish position is body rotation, weight shift, balance, and tempo. And that's way too much stuff to think about. But if you think about going to your finish position, you hold that, you've done all four of those things without thinking about it. You've turned your body clearly. You've shifted your weight to your left side if you're a right-handed golfer. You're balanced because you're holding it, and you swung at a tempo that let you do it. All in that one single swing thought of just getting to your finish and holding it takes care of all those things. So balance is a key, key ingredient to become more consistent with your golf swing which would then result, obviously, in more consistency with your scores. The next key to consistency are your golf clubs. Your golf equipment can drastically cause inconsistencies with your golf game. If I'm being honest with you right now, most golfers don't find the center of the club face every single time. It's really difficult. And a big reason for that is because they're playing for equipment that may be wrong for them. They may be playing with something that's not forgiving enough, or maybe they're on the other end of the spectrum and they're playing something that's way too forgiving and they don't need all that help getting the ball in the air. They don't need the offset to get the club face turned over. So make sure you go out and you get fit for the golf clubs that are right for you. Not just about the length or the angle or the shaft or the shaft flex, but about the model type. You don't need to play a blade if you're not ready for one and you don't need to play a deep cavity back because you just feel better about it and you feel like hey this is just going to give me more forgiveness when you don't need that you need a more of a player's iron that will give you a ball flight that's more desirable a lower trajectory that'll reduce some of that spin and just give you more control over that golf ball make sure you're playing with equipment that will give you the forgiveness that you're looking for but also enhance your really good golf skills at the same time Go out there and find that fitter that's going to be best for you and take care of that golf equipment. If not, get fit for new clubs and be on the path to a more consistent game through your golf equipment. All right, the next one I want to talk to you about is poor practice routines. I see it happen a lot where golfers just go out and mindlessly practice on the range, not really working on anything in particular. You need to be working on those weaker areas of your golf game and then have a practice regiment set up that's going to cater to those weaker areas, but also one that's going to enhance and further develop your strong points at the same time. When you take the time to practice the correct way, it's really going to build your confidence. I find that a lot of golfers just aren't sure how or what they need to be working on. Building the proper technique is really important, and then making that repetitive is equally important. And understanding the feedback that you're going to get from the golf ball or whatever training aid that you're working with. And that's where I come in as your instructor. I'm going to really explain to you what that technique should look like, how you should practice that, how you need to repeat that. Once your technique is reasonable, you're going to have a practice routine that really mirrors on-course play. And working on your game on the range as if you're out there on the golf course, not just out there mindlessly hitting golf balls, really putting yourself in situations that you'd be in on the course with finding different targets out there on the range that will just really build your confidence because you're practicing properly when you get on the golf course those golf shots you're trying to hit they don't seem as intimidating because you've really put in the work with not only the technique and how to hit that golf shot but also 
the mindset you need to be in when you hit that golf shot as well. So when you come to me for a lesson, I'm going to kind of give you some homework. Well, I only like to say homework, more like fun work, golf work that you need to be working on that'll just really help you with enhancing those strong areas, improving those weak areas, and it all comes down to just practicing smarter and more effectively. Another key to more consistency is understanding cause and effect. I think that's probably one of the most important things for me as an instructor that I want my students to understand is when you come to me for a golf lesson, I want you to understand what caused the good and what caused the bad. There's nothing worse than to get over a golf shot and hit it terrible and not know what you did. And on the other side of that, hit a really good one and be like, okay, what happened there? What did I do? How do I repeat this? So you really need to understand cause and effect, what caused the good, what caused the bad, and then you'll know how to make adjustments from there. It could be that you know, you're just consistent in making the same mistake over and over and over. And a lot of golfers do this, and I'm really surprised they don't even know or even ask what's causing that miss hit. They hit it, and it's like, well, dang, there's that shot again. I, I told you I was going to do it. That's what I'm talking about right there. But they don't know why they did it. So, so important that you're taught what caused that so you can fix it on your own if I'm not there with you. If I sit there and say, oh, sorry, try it again. No, don't worry about it. Try it again. I'll hit another one. And not tell you what you did wrong. I'm doing you absolutely no good as your golf instructor. So cause and effect, understanding it, learning it, that will drastically improve your consistency out there because it'll give you such a good chance of eliminating those mishits and consistently improving those good shots. Okay, so the last point I want to make to you on how to be more consistent with your golf game is to control your emotions. Don't overreact to those bad shots. Try your best to underreact to your bad shots and just go get the ball and try it again. I've seen so many golfers, and myself included, I'm not excluding myself from this. I've been guilty of it too. Get out there and we let our emotions get the best of us. We hit a bad shot, we get mad, we get frustrated, we get angry. It shows tremendously, and I promise you that's going to affect your next golf shot. I really struggled with this a lot as a kid and into my early adult years. I would just get upset with myself. I'm very competitive, and I want to do well, and if I didn't do well, I would show my emotions too much, and that really got the best of me in so many situations. So I use that as a learning tool to people that I teach now. I'm like, hey, I went through that for a reason. I thankfully was able to recognize it, fix that. I don't do it anymore, but I want to take that experience. I want to teach you how you shouldn't be because I see how it affected me. I see how it affects so many other golfers that I interact with now. Control those emotions. Don't overreact to those bad shots because I can promise you when you do that, you're going to have a more consistent thought process. You're going to stick to your routines better. You're going to be able to recognize problems a lot easier and you're going to be able to fix those problems a lot quicker because your emotions aren't clouding everything. If I had to rank all of these things I've given you today to think about controlling your emotions has got to be there at the top of the list. And one of those things at the top of the list, at least top two, because as you've heard, this game can be more mental than it is physical. And that is so true. There are a lot of mental game books out there that can help you. One in particular I've referred to a lot of students is Fearless Golf by Dr. Gio Valiante. It's a great book. Go out there and check it out. It can really help you. Bob Rotella is also really good. You've heard me mention him in past podcasts as well. Any of those books will be a fantastic read for you and learning how to control those emotions. Again, just trying to lead you to a more consistent game. 
So in summary, I've given you a lot of things I want you to focus on in terms of improving your consistency. Number one, work on your setup position. Make sure you're consistent with your setup, whether it be the routine you're in, whether it be your posture, your grip, your ball position, your alignment. Properly rotate in your club face. Let's make sure we can properly rotate that face so that we're not open or closed at impact too much. Balance. Make sure your balance is so important to consistency. Your golf clubs that you're playing, let's make sure your golf clubs are fit properly to you. Make sure you're not playing something that's too forgiving or not forgiving enough. Practicing smarter, being more conscientious of how you work on your strengths and how you work on your weaknesses. Understanding cause and effect, what caused the good, what caused the bad. And then finally, controlling your emotions. Try to underreact to your bad shots instead of overreacting because it will really help you stay in the moment and help you progress forward in your game on that particular day. Correct the things that are bad, but keep doing the things that are good. Go out and practice these things. I can promise you it will help you, and it will lead you on a path to a more consistent golf game because, let's face it, that's what we're all after. We want consistency, not just in golf, but life, right? So go out there, work on this, and I can promise you, you will start seeing a more consistent and successful golf game. If inside each and every one of us is one true authentic swing, something we was born with, something that's ours and ours alone, something can't be taught to you or learned, something that got to be remembered. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance? Increase your mobility in your golf swing or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. Having good golf course management is extremely important, and it's so important that you learn how to navigate your way around the golf course that's best for you, not what's best for somebody else that you play with or maybe what you observe from a touring professional. Sure, you can learn a lot from them, and you can learn a lot from the good players that you play with, but it's important that you understand how to navigate around the golf course that's best for you. Understanding course management is important. So before I jump into how to have better course management, I thought it'd be best that I explain to you what it means. Even though you may know, it's good to have a refresher. And if you're listening, you're a beginner golfer, it's really important that you understand what golf course management means. And simply, it's just your way of learning your game so that you can just make good decisions on the golf course. And that's what it's all about, making good decisions out there on the golf course. Those decisions boil down to choosing the right golf club for the particular shot you're trying to hit, choosing the correct shot that you need to hit, and kind of 
strategizing your way around that golf course. Having good golf course management is all about knowing how to be aggressive when you need to be, and then also knowing when it's important to be conservative or to play conservatively and recognizing those moments when you're out there. Good course management is something that the best golfers in the world work really hard at to prevent just throwing away those shots they don't need to throw away and preserving their round when they've got it going well and then also knowing how to recover when things aren't going so well. So that's the best definition I can really give you on what course management truly is. And now I'm going to give you some tips that's going to help you develop your course management that fits your style and your game. And ultimately the whole point of this part of the podcast is just to help you shoot lower scores, period. That's what I'm here for. That's why I do what I do. I want you shooting lower scores. I want you enjoying the game more, and I know you do as well. So let's jump into those tips on how to improve your golf course management. All right, so the first thing I want you to understand is know your yardages, not just about how far it is from the point where you are to a particular target, whether it's your fairway or whether it's the pin you're shooting at, but knowing how far you hit each club. That's so important. I see so many golfers that do not know how far they hit their clubs. And what I'm going to recommend to you is that you really spend some time in a launch monitor. Go book a time in a launch monitor session and go through your entire bag. Hit like 10 shots per club and really just dial in how far you hit each club. And that starts with your driver. It goes all the way down to your highest lofted wedge. And when you do this, write these numbers down or have it printed out for you. Go to the range and just work on this and fine tune that and make sure these numbers are accurate when you're out there on the range or when you're out there on the golf course. Not knowing your yardages is so detrimental to your game. Roughly 80% of shots that are hitting to a green are left short. So you just want to make sure you're taking enough club. Give yourself a chance to get that golf ball to the green, and of course, shoot a good score on that hole. So go out there, really understand your yardages, know how far you're going to hit each club because it takes a lot of guesswork out, but most importantly, it really boosts your confidence when you're standing over that golf ball with a club in your hand and you know how far it's going to go. All right, next thing I want you to pay close attention to is I want you to play to your strengths. Figure out what you do well. Could be that your 56 degree is the best club in your bag. If it is, play to your strengths. Maybe you're a good putter and you know how to read greens really well. If that's the case, play to that strength. It could be that you feel most comfortable when you have certain distances into greens. We'll make sure that you lay up to a hole where you have that distance because it's going to give you a better chance of hitting your green in regulation. Whatever your strength may be, whether it's driving, whether it's a certain club in your hand to hit into the green, whether it's your wedge, whether it's your putter, play to that and recognize that because not only is it going to help you with confidence, but it's also going to help you navigate around that golf course better and ultimately shooting the score that you want to. So recognize your strengths, go out there, really evaluate that, and then play to those strengths. Thinking through your round before you play is so important. Some of the best athletes in the world really strategize what they're getting ready to do before they even do it. I don't care what sport it is. It could be a baseball player, basketball player, race car driver, football player, whoever it may be. They think through their game. They strategize before they even get out there and do it. This goes back to visualization, which I talked about in the last podcast. Visualization is so important. If you have not had a chance to go back and listen to that, I encourage you to do that after you listen to this episode. 
But visualization is just coming up with a game plan for your shot before you even do it is what it really boils down to. If you've played the golf course a lot, if you're a member of a course, say Willow Creek, for example, you play, you play Willow Creek a lot, you understand how the golf course is laid out. So you kind of know how to visualize every shot because you've done it so many times. But if you're going to a course you're not very familiar with, go online, try to do a Google view of the golf course and then plot out every shot based on what you're seeing there. Some golf courses also have a course guide. You can pick up, pick up one of those and just kind of strategize. Another good tip on that, when you play through your round like that, kind of think from the green and go backwards. Some of the best players in the world have done that, and it really helps because you're kind of thinking about the end result. You're kind of thinking about the ending destination where you should be going, where your golf ball is going to be going. So think backwards. It'll help you strategize your shots to get to your destination. And of course, in this case, it's the hole that sits in the green. So try that and see how it works for you. But really take time to sit down and maybe meditate on it and just think about how you want that round to go. Strategize every single shot you want to hit. I think you'll be really surprised how comfortable you're going to feel when you get out there and how that's going to translate to a much better score for you. So the next tip I want to give you is to play your game a little safer, not so aggressive. When you watch the tour players hit these fantastic golf shots, don't try to go out there and pull off these miraculous golf shots that you're seeing touring pros do because that may not work for you. And I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Playing safe doesn't mean that you got to play boring, that you can't take some risks from time to time. Just understand and recognize when you should do that based on your strengths that I was mentioning earlier and then what's in front of you. You want to be able to play shots that you know you can pull off almost every time. Don't try to do a shot that you have not practiced. And that's what a lot of golfers do when they get on the golf course and it results in that high number. To help avoid those high numbers, just play it smart, play it safe. Don't be so aggressive out there, especially when you do something bad. Let me give you an example of that. You hit your drive off the tee box, it goes into the woods, you're frustrated because you knew you could hit this fairway, it was your best opportunity to make birdie, but here you are in the trees. So then you panic and you try to hit a punch shot that's a little too aggressive, it hits the tree and knocks it further into the woods. We've been there, it's not fun, but you just got to know when to take your medicine. Punch out to a safe spot and then give yourself a good look at the green, to the center of the green, and then hit your next golf shot. There's really no need to be aggressive there unless you know you can pull that shot off the majority of the time because, again, that will lead to a much higher number, which then will result in more frustration and anger and disappointment, all those nasty emotions that go through us out there on the golf course. So play it safe. Don't be so aggressive out there. The next tip I want to give you is that you need to understand how your lie is going to affect your distance. So if your ball is in the fairway, you have a side hill lie, uphill lie, downhill lie, whatever it may be, you need to know how that's going to affect not only your distance, but your ball contact. So I really want you to go out and I want you to research how to hit golf balls on uneven lies. That's something I love to do. It's a, it's a lesson I love to give to students. I've got a great area down in my teaching area at Willow Creek that simulates all those different lie angles. If you want to book a lesson when we come out, we'll go through those. There's four main lies I'm going to teach you. And then when you get to the golf course, you're going to be a lot more confident. You're going to know what your ball flight's going to look like off that lie. And you're going to know how far that ball is going to go. It also applies to not only just how your ball is sitting above your feet, below your feet, side heel. But also, if you have a fluffy lie in the fairway, a buried lie in the rough, or a tight lie, it could be under the trees. 
Understanding these lies and how to hit them will really help keep those scores low. And again, goes back to just avoiding that big number on that hole. Okay, so the final point I want to give you today is very simple. Just shoot for the middle of the green. Jack Nicklaus used to always say that golfers try to aim. Golfers should be aiming to the middle of the green. He hit the nail on the head with that. Pin positions can be set in a certain position on the greens that will draw you in like a sucker pin. It could be tucked over a bunker, and golfers just shoot for the pin as opposed to shooting to an area of the green that's safest. It's going to give you the ability to either one or two putt and get out of there and go to the next hole. Aim for the middle part of that putting green because that's going to give you the best chance at birdie. Certainly, there are going to be situations where you you see that pin. It's tucked in the right-hand corner of the green. You know how to play a fade real well, and you may want to start on the left side and let it fade into the, into the pin and nestle up there next to the pin. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you feel comfortable, that goes back to what I said earlier, playing to your strengths and know what you're capable of doing. But I can promise you playing to the center of the green is going to help you so much more than trying to fire at pins that you may not be ready to fire at or should be firing at. So try that next time you're on the golf course. Aim for the center of the green. Try to hit that. You may be shocked with the results that you're going to see. So those are the tips I wanted to give you on how to become better at golf course management. Know your yardages. I want you to play to your strengths. I want you to think through your round before you go out there, and maybe even as you're out there, just think through your round and be as detailed as possible. Remember, strategizing from the green backwards. I want you to play it safe. Don't be so aggressive. Know how your lie is going to affect your golf shot, your distance, and your contact, and try to aim for the center of the green. That's really going to help you when it comes to being more consistent and improving those scores. Please feel free to reach out to me for a golf lesson. We come in, we'll talk about how to strategize around the golf course. I'll take you out on the golf course if we need to, and I'll watch you play, and I'll evaluate your course management, give you tips on how to improve it, but also recognize the things that you're doing well so that you can continue to focus on those strengths and get even better. Good luck, and start working on that golf course management and start shooting those scores that you truly desire. Doing the bull dance. Feeling the flow. Working it. Working it. That concludes episode number 25. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to press that play button no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. I greatly appreciate it. Remember, you can go back and listen to the previous 24 episodes of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. If you have not heard some of those episodes, you're tremendously missing out. I've given you some really good tips that can help your golf game. So make sure you go back and you revisit an episode. If you have already listened, maybe you need a reminder. And again, if you have not, make sure you check that episode out. I hope this episode helped you when it comes to improving your consistency out there on the golf course and managing that golf course better. I truly believe if you follow these tips I gave you today, there's no doubt about it that you're going to improve your scores and, and enjoy the game even more. Don't forget to tell people you know about the podcast. Just help me grow the game of golf. Help me grow the golfing community and just grow my audience. Your help and your consideration on that is always tremendously appreciated. The more people we can get playing this game, the more people that I can help improve their game, the better. If you feel like I deserve it, go out and give me that five-star rating on the Apple platform and maybe write me a good review. That would greatly help me. Doing so will help this podcast just become more noticeable on that platform, and I can help others with their game as well. Don't forget that episode number 26 
will drop on August the 18th. In that episode, I'm taking your questions. So if you have some questions you want to ask about your golf game, please submit those to me. You can email it to me at sgoforth at pga.com. Again, that's sgoforth at pga.com. Look me up on social media. It's Go Forth Golf Instruction on Facebook. It's sgoforth underscore pga on Instagram. And it's goforthgolf on Twitter. Feel free to ask your questions on there as well. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your jobs long and straight. Hope you hit more greens and regulation, drain more putts, and most importantly, get out there, have a good time. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.